Monday, welcome to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great one. We'll try our best to make it even better for you. Tonight, we welcome music producer Casey Phillips. He produced uh, about five or six songs on Sierra's recent EP, including the hit single How We Roll featuring Chris Brown. Find out more about his story, his uh, move to LA from Trinidad, and all that he's working on. Uh, then, in Hot Top, breaking down everything everyone's talking about. We have to talk about what's going on in Israel with the deadly uh, attack that's going on in the new war. Plus, Drake said he's taking a break from music. Find out why uh, and what people are responding to. And then Real Housewives of Potomac, Mia Thornton's strained husband, Gordon Thornton, is speaking out on why he believes she is leaving him now. And then um, remember that, uh, that a national emergency alert that went off? If you have an iPhone, it went off last Wednesday. We'll find out how some inmates got busted from the uh, alert in jail for having a phone. Then we're talking about this this young girl. She goes to school. She has on. She's a young white girl. She has on an AKA T-shirt. AKA is a um, predominantly black uh, sorority, and the teacher has her remove the shirt and sends her home with a letter explaining to her mom why she should not be wearing that shirt, find out how people are responding and why the school had to issue an apology. What am I draw over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course our official website, the stephennightshow.com. Rather watch us go on our YouTube channel, Stephen Knight Show. When we come back, question of the day and hot topics right back after this. Text you late night when you laying down Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound I've been working all day I know you working all night I hope it's not too late Yeah, I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still away Yeah, I've been thinking about you every day Text you late night when you laying down Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound I've been working all day Know you're working all night I hope it's not too late Yeah But I'ma call you anyway Hoping that you're still awake Yeah I've been thinking about you every day Yeah 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 Too late Too late Baby am I too late yeah. Baby, am I too late? Yeah. Yeah. Baby, am I too late? Am I too late? To touch you on your very place. Baby, am I too late? Can we pick another day? Can we pick another night? 
Inviting me on a Tuesday Too late Every part of your body is like a premonition You give me chills and goosebumps Your beauty a killer, I tell her to do some yeah. Attraction for me, it's beyond sex Whole nother level for me, it's beyond next And if I'm being honest, expression affection just feels odd You call me pet names, the pumpkin, the cutie pie But this hot girl summer got me more icy I can't trust no one, it's no. not likely. Like, no, hey, 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 it's not like me. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, but I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying. Beautiful for my soul. Let's lose our minds and our clothes. It's hard to fuck with these hoes, cause no one knows what you know. Out of body experience. Love your mind and your body, you serious. Can't even say I love you back, but I got your back. My heart is cracked, so hard for me to act on it. I get this bitch my heart before she turn her back on it. X, X, heart eat it, she gonna snack on it. Girl turn around and let a nigga smack on it. Girl saying I hear the past, they smoking that crack. Cause my shoulder get passenger and she gon' ride like a drive by, no mask. I'm trying to fuck till you cry off your mascara I want your beauty and your beast I want the whole thing, every single last piece I don't wanna keep you home, but I don't want you to sleep alone I don't wanna eat alone, when I bring a friend alone Text you late night when you laying down Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound I been working all day I know you working all night I hope it's not too late yeah. I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still away. Yeah, I've been thinking about you every day. Text you late night when you laying down. Phone start ringing, you don't hear sound. I've been working all day. Know you're working all night. I hope it's not too late. Yeah, but I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still away. I've been thinking about you every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too late, too late. Baby, am I too late? Yeah. Baby, am I too late? Yeah, yeah.
This is your girl, Angie Stone, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Keep it locked. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. Tonight, we welcome the producer. We all know the song, How We Roll, Sierra, featuring Chris Brown. Well, the music producer, Casey Phillips, he joins us tonight to talk about his career, moving to L.A. from Trinidad, and uh, what he plans to do next. So we'll be talking to him during the show. But mind you, rather watch us go on our website. Uh, I mean, go on our YouTube channel, Stephen Knight Show. But we're all over social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. Don't forget to check out our merch also on our website. Uh, all right. Well, again, this is Hispanic Heritage Month. It's from September fifteenth to um, October fifteenth, and again, it's where we um, honor Hispanic and Latino community achievements, um, you know, culture and contributions to the nation's history. It's also Indigenous Peoples Day. So shout out to all indigenous people and breast cancer awareness month. So make sure you're doing what you have to do to stay safe and, and stay up on your health. I'm advocate for your health. Like we talked about last week and also make sure you register to vote. Make sure you register to vote because we do have some important elections coming up in the next year or so. So how are y'all doing? Lania Chike, how y'all feeling? Blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Hola, que pasa mi amigos. <laughs> absolutely all right well this is a good one question of the day so i heard this on a show on friday and i thought it was the obvious answer but apparently it's not so the question is what's worse an emotional affair or a physical affair i'll ask you Lanier. emotional yeah that's what i thought i mean you can i mean both are bad right both are bad but I think I can. I I feel like based off of what I've heard with most women, they'll forgive the physical, but it's the emotional attachment that they created with the person that they cheated with that kills them more. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I I caught an ex in the bed with a chick, so 
I had to put my hands on people. It's past that limitations. Right. So <laughs> I'm good on that. What do you what are your thoughts, Chica? I think two things can be true at the same time. And I think that for most women, it's emotional. And for men, it's physical. You can catch diseases and you can get pregnant from the physical and you can fall in love from the emotional. So they're both bad. Don't do it. Right. I'll read some of our comments. So Dwayne said emotional. Mia said both. What the F? Um, Fernandez said physical. I don't care how you feel about somebody else. If you sleep with them, I'm going to jail. Um, <laughs> Joyce said both. Uh, uh, Ayana said both. Will said there's this, there's there's the same. I guess but there's the same cheating is cheating. Period. Mm -hmm. Johnny said emotional. Don't be asking no ninja how their day was. Uh, Mashita said both because I throw hands. The f. Uh, uh, Od said both. Ronald said emotional. Uh, this other person said an affair. Period. Someone said emotional, emotional, emotional. Someone said, I'm going to say emotional. Um, ain't nothing worse than that someone you lose feelings for and catches them with someone else. Most folks can lay with anyone and it just be that. But when the heart's involved, that's the whole different story. I always thought it was emotional too because that's your that's your emotion, that's your heart. that's your. But someone did say, Sometimes, like especially for men, if if we see if we know that you've slept with someone else, it's hard for us to forget it. You know, we see it in our mind. We always see it. So, I don't know, but um, <laughs> because my thing, emotional. Oh, please, mm -hmm. please, <laughs> dudes, be out here. men, we, we are like that. That's I how know, we are. I know, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know. But I'm just, you know, it's it's crazy. The concept is. You could have a dude cheat on his chick 99 times. The right. one time she cheat on him, it's like he feel like, you know, somebody done walked on his white carpet with dirty shoes uh, one time, yeah. but he been out here yeah. selling feeling. He done, he well, you remember, remember Best Man, the Best Man yeah. movie? Yeah. And Mia cheated on her husband, mm -hmm. and every time he, went, he, he just saw it. He and he wasn't, she, they wasn't even married then. They were just boyfriend uh -huh. girlfriend. And and uh -huh. he found out about it years later. He found out right. the wrong way. We already know how that played out. Right. It's just hilarious. The the uh <laughs> hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah, the hypocrisy of it all. <laughs> because right. you, you had you had his thing in your mouth. Did you? All right. You all right. I think asked all these questions. Like, sir, you really don't want to know. Like, what's what, what, what you doing? What you doing? Right. Hmm. That's rough. Well, tweeters, tweeters let us know what's worse, an emotional affair or a physical affair. Mm. All right. Well, let's talk about what's going on in Israel. So, at least this is from um, yesterday. At least 70 Israel, Israelite, Israel, Israelis, how is it? Anyway, have um, been reported dead. And over 985 other were left wounded after Palestine Islamic group Hamas launched a surprise attack against the southern southern Israel um, on Saturday. Now, according to reports, the Hamas um, mil uh, militant fired thousands of rockets, invaded several Israel Israel I don't is it Israel towns 
and took many hostages during the early morning attacks. Now, per CNN, the Hamas military commander, Mohammed al-Deith, said uh, in a recorded message that the group targeted the enemy's positions, airports, and military positions with 5,000 rockets. He went on to say the attacks were in response to attacks on women um, and the dislocation of their mosque in Jerusalem and ongoing seas in Gaza. Now, some of the things that I saw on CNN website, it says the uh, Israel military is going on the offense against Hamas with force like never before. Their prime minister vowed Monday more than 48 hours after a de devastating surprise attack that left at least 900 people dead in Israel. In response, Israel has pounded the enclave um, with airstrikes. More than 680 Palestinians have been killed, according to Gaza, uh, Gaza's uh, health ministry. Ministry. Um, Hama said civilian hostages would be executed and the killings would be broadcasted if Israel targets people in Gaza without warning. The group claims to be holding more than 100 hostages, including Israel um, army officers. President Biden said that at least 11 Americans were killed um, in the Hamas attack and there are others that are likely being held hostage. So, you know, this has been going on for seven decades, they said. Um, just this, the, the, you know, how they butt heads over, you know, religious things. Um, and they weren't expecting this attack and it came out of nowhere. But I saw on another show, Joy Reid's show, she was, they had an expert and he said that this, they consider this their 9 11 mm. and that it's a, um, it, the intelligence mess up pretty much that they didn't see this coming because the attack this, massive they should have had intelligence to predict it so what do you you know and then it's already hit close to home here in the united states where um anti-semitic um threats have gone up i saw a, um one of the uh, temples had to be they had a death threat they had to be evacuated and people are arguing on both sides um in the streets all over the country so what are your thoughts when you saw this, when you see this, so many people die, 980, 680 in another country. What are your thoughts on this, um, Lanier? Um, I really haven't um, dove into it. And the first thing that I saw, um, I couldn't even uh, finish it. It was a father holding his baby, but the baby was dead. Yeah. So... Um, interesting you know that we're talking about this because i just started watching designated survivor on netflix mm. and um you know i'm always looking for shows to watch not only as you know a consumer but as a creative and diving into this show they're in the midst of going to war um and it's amazing how these things start and the intelligence that they had circulating, just looking at the show, they know stuff before they know stuff. Like there's an inkling, there's something, there's chatter. Um, so for this to have happened, I, you know, and I don't know how long they've been going back and forth, but you know, it's just, I don't know about y'all, but stuff just seems never ending. Just, it, we're just, we're just in a constant cycle of 
I hate to say shit, but that's what it seems like. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. What do you thought, Shika? Uh, my prayers go out to everyone involved in the Middle East. Um, from the images that I saw uh, mm -hmm. from last night and this morning were horrific. You know, people just being snatched out of other people's arms and mm -hmm. uh, taken away. Uh, people missing family members. I mean, because I think they were having a festival and they raided the festival. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you know, people were at peace, having fun, you know, enjoying themselves outside in the music. And then all of a sudden, you know, a whole attack happened. Um, mm -hmm. It's easy to say that's over there. But I want people to really understand that we're all connected. And what happens over there does affect us over here. Some way, mm -hmm. shape, or form, it does affect us over here. And so yeah. with the disruptions that are happening over there, um, we're having our own disruptions here. Yes. And it should make people thankful for what civility we do have, even though things are crazy here. Mm -hmm. um, they don't have to be. Right. And if we don't want to be like that, we need to get our shit together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's how I that's how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely our thoughts and prayers are for anyone involved. I saw this one story. This woman, she um lives there. She's American. She lives there with her family, her husband um and her son. And she was on the phone with her father who lives here when she was her and her husband were killed. And the son was shot, but the mom jumped in front of the bullet and the bullet went through her to the son, but he's expected to recover. He's to make a, a full recovery. Um, but his mom saved his life after she mm. had already been shot. So that, and then can you imagine her dad was on the phone when all this happened. Yeah, What's amazing to me is all of this is in the name of religion. So it's in the name of right. God. Like, seriously. Right. Seriously. Exactly. That's why I said it seems like it's a bunch of nonsense because you have to use a lie in order to justify your foolishness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, our thoughts and prayers. Um, let's switch gears. So for his, for all the dogs album, it's fourth in three years dropping. Drake is now announcing that he's planning to go on a brief hiatus to prioritize his health and wellness. Toronto-bred artist made his announcement during an episode of SiriusXM's Table for One series that premiered this past Friday. After reflecting on his album, he abruptly revealed that I probably won't make music for a little bit. I'm going to be honest, I have some things, I got some other things I need to do for some other people that I've made promises to, but probably won't be making music for a bit. Uh, he further explained that I need to focus on my health first and foremost. While he didn't uh, go too much into detail, he acknowledged that he's been having some gastrointestinal issues. He said, I've been having the craziest problem for years with my stomach and I need to focus on my health. I need to get right. and I'm going to do that. Um, he said, I'm going to lock the door in the studio for a little bit. And he went on to say probably for a year or something. He said it could be a little bit longer. Um, he said, I need to get right and have a lot of things that I would love to focus on. So I'm going to lock the door to the studio for a little bit. I don't even know what a little bit is, maybe a year or something, maybe a little bit longer. Now, after he made the announcement, some people took to the shade room and commented, 
Someone said, good for him. He works hard and deserves to focus on his mental health. Another person said, after that album, he probably needs to take a break. Um, so Drake's album dropped um, October 6th. Again, it's called For All the Dogs. As mentioned, um, this development comes on the heels of him unveiling his latest studio album. The 23 song project features big names, uh, which includes 21 Savage, J. Cole, Sexy Red, Chief Keith, and, and even more um, SZA. Who you know, um, she's on that controversial Spark song, uh, "Slime You Out," the one that Holly Berry didn't like her being on the cover for. And while discussing this project on Table for One, Drake shared a cryptic answer regarding the energy behind "For All the Dogs." He said, "How can I describe the album to you? I'll keep it short and sweet. Please don't ask me what I feel if you can't handle the real." That's it. So there are some controversy. I, th I think I saw something where. He he could have been um, kind of shading Rihanna, one of the songs, and that kind of, anyway. So, uh, Chicky, let me ask you, do you think this is good that he's taking a break? You know, he's been putting out a lot of music consistently and to focus on his health and other things he wants to do? Whatever's good for Drake, whatever he feels like he needs to do, then that's what he needs to do. Mm -hmm. um, full disclosure, I'm not really a, a Drake fan, um, but I wish him well. And I wish everyone um, mental wellness. And if he has um, issues going on with his health, he definitely should take care of that. That's uh, primo. Take care of that first. Yeah. Lania? God bless. God bless. <laughs> Get better, Drake. <laughs> All right. Well, House, uh, Real Housewives of Potomac. So the star, one of the stars, Mia Thornton, the strained husband, Gordon Thornton, uh, says that he believes that she married him only for money. So it was, we were all shocked when we found out they had separated. Well, if you watch the show, you're, su you're surprised. But in a recent interview with TMZ, Gordon uh, reveals that he's given Mia permission to be with another man because he knew that he wouldn't be able to satisfy her sexually due to his age. Now, he's currently 71 and he recently had prostate cancer surgery. He says that despite giving her a pass, Mia continued to sneak around, lie, change her story while she's leaving him. According to Gordon, Mia uh, told him that this new man, Mr. Man, is her soulmate, and they plan on buying a house and do business together. He believes that Mia is ultimately leaving him because of his financial troubles and his in this new relationship based on money. I did see the um, interview he did, some of it, and he said that pretty much he gave her a pass. He said, the only thing I say is don't don't let it be open to everybody knowing that you're messing with someone else. Don't let me see it. And don't let our kids be involved. You know, let our kids have anything to do with it. Um, but he said that um, she sees this new guy as a come up because of his financial situation right now. And um, he said that, but if they were to get back together, it would just be solely based on co-parenting for the kids, not for any love. Cause he said that he doesn't, he's done with her. So I believe she's probably in her early 40s now. I know she was 36 when she first came on the show. But um, Lania, he gave her a pass. He said, you can have other another man. Um, but now she's left him for this guy who's her soulmate, she says. So what are your thoughts? Um, is she doing the right thing? Did she? Is she? Do you think she saw, saw him as a come up and now sees other guys a come up? What are your thoughts? You are asking a woman. Who can't stand reality shows? <laughs> I, know. I, know can. I know our actress can't. <laughs> I can't stand reality shows. I can't stand these pretentious people. <laughs> right. 
Um, it's all a storyline, period. It's all a storyline um, meant to draw in so they can get this viewership. Um, if that's what you chose to do, I never understand why why choose to get married? Why why drag the union of marriage into your foolishness then to I just that's the part that I never understand. Y'all can have an arrangement and not be married, but then you create little people. And then you have these little people grow up into the dysfunction that you call your family. So then they learn, well, this is what mommy does and this is what daddy does. Mm -hmm. And then they think that it's okay. And then you're on TV acting a plum fool and you're being projected a certain way. And it's just like, yeah, no. Um, you know what? God bless y'all. Godspeed. I'm done. And kids are always watching. And they have young kids. Kids are always watching. So even if uh she wasn't doing it in front of the kids, they they they'll figure it out. They're not kids are very smart and they're always watching. Uh Chicken, what are your thoughts on this? Kids aren't the only one watching. You have some adults out here that are very impressionable. And they want to be like these people that are on TV because yeah. they're children themselves. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of grown people around here that aren't fully developed. Mm -hmm. And right. they look toward these people who so-called have money and have the clout and have the influence and want to follow and do what they do. Yeah. If, if you can't be together and you can't be together in a proper way, why play around with it? You're giving someone a pass. If you're doing the thing and you're doing the thing well and you're getting it good, emotions do spark up from that. So what's the point in being married and doing that when the person's going to stray away from you anyway? Just separate and go about your own way. If you mm -hmm. married the man for money, shame on you. And some people might not think that that's a shame. Oh, she has a come up. But that's that mentality of those people that are very impressionable. I, I just, I don't like people that have a platform and they do stupid things. Mm. Yeah. If what I, if I remember correctly, so she was a stripper. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. And he, well, met, her at, I'm he sorry. met her. I'm sorry. He met her at the strip club. He was a successful businessman and he put her in charge of a lot of his businesses. And so her whole lifestyle changed. And so now what he's saying is she's making her own money. Um, and so she really doesn't need him anymore. And this other guy, he's making money, and so that's why that's why she saw her out. <laughs> oh, what you thought, what you thought was she needed you, bro. No, she used you, and you yeah. was a goofball for thinking that you can go do what you did with the type of person that you did it with and not expect what you got. You was just yeah. the first, you was the first pit stop, homie. She's yeah. on to the next. This sounds like a, another storyline. And it sounds like the storyline of a famous comedian who married a certain woman. And this woman is basically doing the same thing to him. And they trying to put the dirt under the rug like that. That's not what's really going on. But it's mm -hmm. exactly the same storyline. And it's a 30 year this with this family, this couple, a 30 year age difference. So, and you know, he had prostate surgery, so he can't. And, and then you're putting all of this. Out. On national TV. Yeah, right. You, like in, you, <laughs> never mind. I said God bless you and Godspeed on it. 
God bless them. I hope right, well, are worth it. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, I was thinking about it. Um, it was some reality people, one of the shows they were interviewing, and they were saying how um, the anxiety they get from being on the show, like having to be in situations they wouldn't usually be in, and that's why you see some that are they abuse alcohol really bad, they're drunk on the show and things like that. I can imagine they would say all money ain't good money. All yeah. money ain't good money. And so anyway, we'll leave that there. Well, according to TMZ, remember that um alert that went up? You have an iPhone, you got this alert last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Well, some inmates got busted after the nationwide emergency alert went off on Wednesday. That list says the New York uh, officials confiscated two phones at the Sing Sing Correctional Facility. They said the two were confiscated from a correctional facility in Florida as well. It's not known how many phones were confiscated nationwide, as some inmates with phones may not have known about the alert before it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think? Can you imagine you thought you done snuck that phone and then it goes off? Goes off. Uh, Chicken, what's your thoughts on this? So, Lania can tell you, I, for one, am a TikTok lurker, and one of my favorite things to watch is uh, the prison TikToks. Because uh-huh. they're, they're I, it just amazes me and it pisses me off at the same time. You committed a crime and you have this item of luxury and they're making food. They're filming yeah. it as if they're on the yeah. outside. They have their whole cell tricked out like it's a, a, yeah. a studio apartment on yeah. my dime. I'm paying for this. You committed right. a crime. Why do you get to do this? How? It it, it it really, really boils me, but it like I'm drawn to it like a moth to a flame because I want to understand. And they're eating, they're getting Chick-fil-A. How are you able to get mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A inside the jail? Right. Mm-hmm. So, somebody has to facilitate and help you. You're getting full-on groceries. Like, people's cells, like, loaded with food, and yeah. they're cooking. They're having parties. Mm-hmm. They're using the bottom bunk as a as a grill. Like it's yeah. crazy, but anyway, the phones is how we find out about all this stuff. How do you have yep. a phone? You forgot Who's they're having the fashion shows too. Say what? They're having fashion shows too. Yes, they're having fashion shows. I shared some videos with Lania, <laughs> but, but also they're they're get, they're making money because they're telling these girls to send money to their mm-hmm. cash app. So they're yeah. making money with the yeah. phone that we pay for. And how right. do you get cash app in jail though? Because you would have to have a bank account. Yep. You could probably have a bank account. How is that working? So there's so, there, so there's like a there's like a conveyor belt of assistance going on here. Right. It has to be. It, 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 it ha it, it has to be, but you know, we're not gonna state the obvious. <laughs> but I know that you know, inmates they they get stuff smuggled in all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the time and most of the time it ain't by outside people. No, no. There was the woman, the woman here in Atlanta, she got locked up. She worked at the jail and she was smuggling in um drugs and a and mm-hmm. I wouldn't say a gun, but I knew it was drugs for sure. She was bringing it in and she got caught. She got caught um uh and was arrested. But then I also watched this um 2020 special Friday where um Remember the woman who took the, he was like a six nine guy, six seven guy. She took him to a mental health uh, facility, and then um, 
she ended up dead and he was on the run for yes, wow, this is yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the same last name. Anyway, she would they found out she was having an affair with him. Um, and, and they said that she was like she was a decorated person that worked there, everyone loved her, and no one believed it. No one believed it because of who she was and how responsible she was. But it was interesting. There was this woman that she got went to jail for doing the same thing years ago. And she said that she could see how it happened. She said she was married for like 20 years and she had kids and everything. And then she just found herself wanting more. And she met this guy in jail. Same there's thing. A thing. There's a Wait. thing about this called Wait. a thing. It's, it's dictatized. Dic- dic- Wait. Dic- Wait. Right. You can't say you want more from a mofo who can't give it to you outside right. of pe- outside of the pain. Right. Period. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And and a majority of the stories that I hear, if it ain't if it ain't the dude CEOs getting the female inmates pregnant, is a female CEO getting pregnant by a male inmate. Yeah. Well, you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Like, how do you jeopardize? How do you jeopardize your livelihood and your life in that capacity? For right. somebody that's in there that is manipulating the system and only using right. you, but you too stupid to realize. Yeah. Like yeah. that just blow that blows my mind. Yeah. So I think I think the component for people that commit crimes, that deterrent of going to jail is not there because life is better for some people inside. on the inside than it is on yeah. the outside. They can function better on the inside. They're not missing anything. They're getting money. They're getting food. They're getting clothes. They're getting sex. They're getting everything that they want and need they on the inside. Yep. And they got paid no bills. Nope. None whatsoever. But No, we do. We, we do. Right. Matter of fact, we're supporting you while you're in there. So, I mean, like, I guess it's it's a party. It's a yeah. party. And people people tend to go back. Um, Stephen, before before we hop off, can I just give a shout out? Absolutely. Um, I don't know this particular group personally, but I just want to send a shout out to Fear to the Fearless Fund, um, Arian Simone and the beautiful women of the Fearless Fund who are in a fight right now with um this bloom dude who was responsible for oh, you know yeah. the whole getting affirmative yep. action yep. and he is trying to take out the fearless fund which is responsible yep. for helping um women of color get mm-hmm. some type of capital um for their businesses so they right. can run their businesses um and he is he's targeting them now and they are um you know they're standing fast and strong and um, I just want to give them a shout out. They're all beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I just wish them and send them all the prayers and all the love um, because they're going to need it. Because what people don't understand is that people always say things that don't what they feel like don't affect them. If this moves keeps going the way that it does, we're not going to have HBCUs. We're not going to yeah. have it's not going to be it, it's not going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 been in our faces and people just choose to keep ignoring it. And I, I get what's going on over the world, but right here, <laughs> right here, mm-hmm. they yeah. really want to take us back mm-hmm. and strip us of everything. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I saw the video you shared. Um, that was very important. But real quick, I, 
this wasn't part of our hot topics, but I want your opinion on this. Someone shared this video with me. There was a um, student. She was seven years seven years old. Oh, she was she was in school, and she had an AKA T shirt. White girl, white student. And when she came home from school, she had a different shirt on. And her and the teacher uh, emailed or sent a letter back with the student, explaining why she shouldn't be wearing an AKA shirt. And the, the teacher was AKA and said that we don't let we allow people to just wear it unless they're part of the organization. And so the angle was there are different, there are different things to the story. One, is it race related? Because they do have some white AKAs, but majority are black. And then was this teacher out of line for having the girl change her shirt instead of just reaching out to her mom directly and just telling her, hey, explain it to her. Um I'll get Ashley in here real quick. What are your thoughts on that? Um, that little girl don't know what an AKA is. No. Um, and I and I saw I saw the shirt. It said AKA 1908, and it had the colors. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, there was an avenue for her to for her mother to be able to buy that shirt for her. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that I've seen that somewhere, but I think that the teacher was overzealous. Um. Because it wasn't her disrespecting you. She don't know. Right. If you felt that there was an issue, then maybe you should have had a conversation with her parent. But at the same time, that could also mean also known as, as far as like anybody else is concerned. Not everybody knows what an AKA is. Right. Um. So I think she kind of was overzealous. I get that you want to represent and but maybe you should have had a conversation because that little girl doesn't understand that. Uh-uh. Doesn't understand it at all. And so she didn't buy the shirt. Somebody right. bought her. Right. So yeah. I, I just thought it was, yeah, I think she was very she was overzealous in that decision. And and I and I heard that she made her take it off in the class. Mm-hmm. So that alone, right. you try to take it off, even though you was wrong, don't have her do it in front of the class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mm. Yeah, shame of the student. What are your thoughts, Shiga? I agree with Lania. And yeah. I think that people need to like tone it down. Like take it down. Everybody is hypersensitive about stuff. Stop it. Stop, stop, mm-hmm. stop, 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 stop. She should have addressed it with the parent. Right. Yeah. It, that would have been the best. It's really not that big of an issue. It's a friggin' shirt. I get what it stands for, but it's a friggin' shirt and that's a child. Right, right. Who obviously knew nothing what AKA was. And her mom didn't even really know what AKA was. She said the shirt was sensitive. She said it was pretty. She said, I thought it was pretty. Uh huh. Yeah. So where was she at to even be able to buy something like that? You need to take that up. Where was she got it? Exactly. Exactly. It's it's almost like, did you ever see the video with the boy that wore the McDonald's shirt to school, but it really wasn't a McDonald's shirt? It was the open legs. It was like open legs and he wore it to school. And oh. they said, you got to school? And he was like, yeah. And he said, it says McDonald's, but it wasn't McDonald's. Oh, baby. Oh, oh no. <laughs> he didn't know. No, he didn't. Oh, Jesus. Well, listen, Lydia, thank you so much for Hot Topics. Chica, I'll see you in movie reviews. When we come back, our interview with Casey Phillips, right back after this. It's another one. Uh, and another one. Yeah. Black, the music machine on the track. Oh, 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 yeah. Lyrics. Okay. Look. Talk some lyrics. Look. 
in the go. Kept it light, couple drinks, he them a call. Was chillin' with some older folks Kinda chilly, help you button up your overcoat Pose a toast, bottle like half a grip Schoolgirl, why your Kim, study Latin lit Passionate, love to help the less fortunate Triple threat, had them all without the gorgeousness Homesick, talking about she love the snow Different places that her mother and her cousins go Bungalows, wanna hide like one of those Do nothing, run around in the underclothes Summer glow, back home sipping over yo Road to riches, she acting like she know the road Showing you things I ain't supposed to show Next winter, we skiing in the Poconos And in my mind, I'm really hoping so Mind sex, our bond is so emotional Simple life, top down on the open road Black and white like when Jay Michelangelo Was just being a dad though Like Castro, mom's name Cassandra To this day, yeah, she still make the best lasagna There's nothing left for me to ponder Beat you with a bow like it's a privilege and an honor We at the penthouse in Palazzo In the Venetian, we was next to El Chapo Now we lost out in Cabo The greedy ass, you a fiend for a taco Just got those books, she like to read a lot In the water on them jets like the ski a lot Tequila shots, batting bougie on the radio That Jose got her acting like she Quavo For the pesos, hit me with a pole dance Made it rain, we got a different type of romance In the air, love it when you slow dance She a stallion, she ride, I'm using both hands Both plan to enjoy this little odyssey Beach hop to avoid the monotony Nostradamus, seen it like a prophecy Mrs. Long, yeah, I'm thinking quite possibly They look at us like we a novelty Pop out and paparazzi on the property Like that, I put it down my like this. this, you know. 
to the Stephen Knight Show. Our next guest is the creator of Trinidad and Tobago's leading production company, Precision Productions. He is now based in LA and kicking off his interest into the mainstream market with an explosive new project alongside the one and only Sierra. Please help me welcome the very talented Casey Phillips. Welcome to the show. Hey man, what's up? Thank you for having me. <laughs> Definitely appreciate taking time out your schedule. Of now, course, listen, of course. You are the son of acclaimed producer, Kenny Phillips. Yes, sir. Tell us how having him as your father inspired or influenced uh, your your love for music and production, producing. Well, well, my dad is, well, back then was and is still a producer, engineer, guitarist. Um, so I was pretty much born into the studio. I mean, both my yeah. mom and dad um, supported me being in the studio. I mean... It, uh, my dad did music and that's that was kind of the main thing in our household and I just yeah. started really young 
started crawling in the studio looking on from from really young from pampas yeah <laughs> and um <laughs> to, to the point where i guess i started messing with stuff when he would leave the studio and trying to figure out my own things breaking stuff and yeah. uh having to figure out how to fix it and calling him like hey i think i, I think i messed up somehow to fix this fast forward a few years the tables turned where he started to call me to fix things because ah. I started to figure out this, the you know workings of the studio and signal flow and all yeah. these things. So yeah, that, those are my foundation years from both my mm -hmm. mom and my dad being involved so, so heavy in music. And I've heard you produce your first song when you were 10 years old? Yes, sir. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Tell us about that. I mean, at that age, it was just probably the first check I got and I didn't know what to do with it. But luckily, my mom... Well, my mom and dad met in the bank. My mom was heavy in the bank and in that system. So she was the one who kind of guided me and, and advised me in terms of money and finances. Because at that age, I had no clue. I was doing it as a hobby. It was fun. Right. <laughs> so getting right, that right. check, I was like, oh, sure. this, is the, this is the most money I ever got uh, at exactly. that time. <laughs> and at that young, right. at that age. And she was like, okay, let's start an account. Let's do this, da, da, da. And she guided me with, with that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us about growing up in Trinidad. Like, how did that culture influence your sound? Well, I will always say I am, I breed and bleed Caribbean music. Uh, yeah. I was born into Soka, had great success with Soka. Soka pretty much formed me, forged me, and, 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 and built me up, developed me. Um, all these skills that I have all the patience and the impatience that I have <laughs> is from being in, in Soka. And that kind of gave me the setup to even move to Los Angeles. Uh, mm -hmm. I was based off of Soka. I mean, even meeting Tehran was, was from Soka. It was from a Soka song, Chase to Life by Voice. They wanted to remix yeah. it and they reached out. And since then, I mean, we, we're now friends, me, Tehran, Timo, the whole team. Um, so it's kind of Soka that set everything up, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell us, what made you establish Precision Productions? Like, what was the, uh, how'd you get started there with that project? So I want to believe there's a few things. My mom always was singing in my ears to be, hey, start building your credit with the bank. Start building credit yeah. with the bank. Because I was just, I mean, being a creative, we gain cash. Cash in, cash out, mm -hmm. no bank. So she's like, yo, right. go and start building your credit with the bank because you'll need it later on. All right, cool. And I think when I went, I got denied for, for a loan. And it was a small, stupid loan just, just to build credit. And they're like, no, right. you don't pass any money through here. We have no track record of what you do. I think at the time I had $14 in my account. I mean, because mm -hmm. I wasn't passing any money through. Right. So right. when I got denied, it was kind of like, okay, but I'm doing all these songs and, and working with all these big name artists and the bank denied me. So I had to fix something and, and I had to realize it was time to brand. It was time to set up a business um knew yeah. nothing about it at that point but um yeah that would that started the journey with learning what it takes to to, to establish this brand new business because before it was just casey phillips the producer yeah now it had to be a brand and and we landed at precision and that's when the whole precision train started and it was it's born from getting denied it's like all right i need yeah. to do better and i need to figure out what's going to help me set this up and have some structure so that i could never get denied again and that was exactly. that was really where that started. And talk about because you know there's a lot of artists, producers, people that do music who really just do it for the love of music and don't understand there is a business side of it all. Definitely, that's how you 
wealth. That's how you protect your money. Can you talk exactly. a little bit about that? I mean, I feel like I have this conversation every week because I know a lot of creatives and they're very creative, but yeah. they don't like dealing with money and they try to run away from it. And they're always like, nah, and I'm like, but this is the foundation. This is the backbone of everything. It's extremely right. important. Um, luckily, I think I'm a hybrid. I wasn't really all the way on the creative side. I still have, I still in the middle with business and creative. So I think that yeah. helped me figure out how to navigate this. But no, it's, it's extremely important, especially contracts accounts yeah. building credit rating um having good credit with the bank because the, the banks or the institutions that lend money or finance things help you build businesses help you invest um so yeah i think it's one of the most important things absolutely so now you're living in la how was the move how was it how was that i love la by the way but how was it for you been in LA? uh so i mean i love la now and Luckily, we got an internship offer in 2010 for a year under Drian Vidal. Shout out to Drian Vidal. And it kind of gave us a glimpse into what LA is, what the music scene is like, what this whole landscape is, because I had no idea. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And that was my glimpse into LA and seeing that. And I went back home, took things that I learned, built up the company. It took five years, five-ish years, and came back. Um, but that was that glimpse as well. I was like, I need to get back there. <laughs> and it took me five yeah. years. But moving here, I, I love it. It, it. it was, I had to readjust. I'm still learning a lot of the hip hop slangs and culture and those kind of <laughs> things because I don't understand anything right. that the rappers are singing. <laughs> Nothing. Right. But I'm learning. Um, it's, a, it's a learning process. But um, yeah. what I realize is that to produce hip hop and R&B and trap and rap, I have to immerse myself in the culture. Um, yeah. There's no other way. There's no other way around. It's going to be authentic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, with that, I kind of have to still dance the Caribbean sound mm -hmm. and try to figure out a way to blend and infuse it. Yeah. But um, yeah, the move has been interesting. I think it's one of the best things I ever did. I mean, especially now <laughs> with, with right, the songs yeah. that out, but um, right. yeah, it, it was, it was interesting. It was an adjustment, but I think for me, LA resonated with me and it worked. Uh, so it was never uncomfortable. It was never, man, I really don't want to be here. I, I really love being in LA. So, yeah. yeah. So what, what made you know that LA was where you need to be? I know you said you had gone out there before in 2010, but what made you say, okay, I got to get back to LA. That's where I need to be. So, I mean, this answer might be funny. It, it, the move originally wasn't for music. It was just me getting away from Trinidad. Um, it was like, it's time I lived at home for years, never yeah. lived on my own. And I was like, you know what? It's time to find a place that I could call my happy place. Started training, yeah. dieting. I was vegan for a year. All, all the, all the California hippie stuff. Um, right. so that really resonated with me and I liked that. And the the added bonus or the sprinkle on top was music, music, film, and everything to do with that. So I was like, okay, cool. I think I had yeah. one experience, two experiences actually, where I was here and I reached out to some artists to work on some Caribbean stuff. And they're like, yeah, Saturday. And had I been home, it, it would have never happened. Right. Uh, one of the, yeah. one of the big businesses that I, I do, I use their products and I was talking in, in talks with them. And I was in one of the meetings and I asked them about another, another branch on their, on their roster. 
I was like, hey, you think I could get blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, hold on. He stick his head out and he calls somebody down the hall. I was like, you see, like, this can't happen if I'm home. <laughs> I yeah. have to be here. So all these little experiences was kind of validation to be like, oh, yeah, you're in the right place. That makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Exactly. So let's talk about Sierra's new EP. CC. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. You are one of the producers on there. I absolutely love How We Roll. How right. We Roll. I love that song. Um, how did you get involved in this project? Tell us how it all, you know, how it started for you. Uh, so I got involved because of Tehran. Tehran, okay. Ray, Timo, that whole team, yeah. the RCT team. Yeah. Um, I've been working with them for a while. And it's actually funny because we did a lot of soca stuff right so yeah they would do their hip-hop stuff r&b stuff here and they would come and i'll do all the soca stuff and i keep singing in Tehran's air like yo i really do hip-hop i really do r&b you know he's like oh shocks okay cool but I, yeah. I don't know if it really registered um until later down and i think he was going in to work on ciara's ep and he sent all of us a message like hey going into work on this executive producing this album i need xyz this is the this is the the vision this is the sound send me stuff and i think mm. at that time i was in trinidad with my son and i left trinidad yeah. coming back here and i saying damn i need to figure out how to send these beats i need just one on this project one one will change my right. life i just need one <laughs> and now i have five <laughs> right but it, 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 it was a process and it was interesting i mean we've been waiting on this to come out for like two years um, okay. So we've been just sitting, waiting. Okay, when is this coming out? When is this coming out? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's been a process. Um, but that's how it yeah. happened. It was it was the link through our city and and the team. Right. So now that it's out, like, the music is here. Like you've been waiting two years. Like what? how are you feeling now? Initially, it was a little bittersweet. I, I'll be honest, because it was like, damn, we're waiting on this for so long. But the surprise right. was the Chris Brown. We didn't know Chris Brown was on it till like last oh, minute. Okay. So when okay. that came, I was like, oh, this is about to be crazy. So yeah. I'm still I'm still in it because it's fresh. It's still climbing. I think okay. we just yeah. did uh, Top 25 Urban um, and it's yeah. still moving. So I'm still in it. I'm still, I'm still going through the experience as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations on the project. And, Thank and you, man. I mean, that's dope. It's the what's next for you? Well, I mean, with this EP, I mean, this is opening a lot more doors. Yeah. Um, we kind of doing as much marketing and push as we could. I'm just trying to gain more rooms now that this has happened. I mean, the real goal for me would be for this to keep climbing the charts and and get up there right. top ten, I would say. And yeah, it's just gain more rooms. We have more projects coming, more things lined up that I can't talk about yet, but right. this is the one that kind of set in everything, everything forward, yeah. I would say. And I can't even move from this project yet because we got to talk about some of the people you work with on here. Okay. Obviously, Sierra, right. Chris Brown, Little Baby, Big Frida. Yes, sir. I mean... It was... I mean, I, I couldn't ask for a better introduction or a better... Yeah. What's the word? <laughs> a better foot in the door. It, 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 yeah, they all yeah. came. One shot. Here you go. Thank you. So did you no, work with them? Crazy. Like were you in the studio with them? No, none, none of them. Okay. Um, yeah, not yeah. yet, I would say. Um yeah. but um again, I'm coming in as as a new kid on the block. So right. only only a matter of time before we start gaining the rules yeah. with the artists. 
But to hear their voices on your music, that has to be like I did so, that. That's my problem. Tr- trust me, I, I I had nights right here, right here in the studio actually where I was editing yeah. vocals and I had to stop and be like, that's Ciara vocals you editing or not? <laughs> you sure? Yeah. You sure you know what you're doing? Because this is this ain't no this ain't no Caribbean stuff anymore. And I was it it, it was it was kind of mind blowing at times, and I just had to be like, all right, suck it up, let's go. I can't really yeah. can't really stop to think about that. But um, but yeah, there were moments, <laughs> there were moments for sure. So when you get the okay, we love it. We're moving forward with this. The edits are done. Everything's good to go. Did you know then? Okay, did you feel like okay, we have a solid project. Like this is good. Well. So the, the the dope thing is I liked the project before I even worked on it because they had all okay. the sketches and all these songs ready. I was like, oh, these sound yeah. dope. So it's really now to come in and add little extra things and clean it yeah. up. It was solid from the start. Uh, so now yeah. that the world is hearing it and everybody is agreeing with what I thought, this is amazing. Right. But I liked it. I'm a fan of the songs. Even the ones that I yeah. didn't work on, I think I told Ciara, I was like, yo, be right back is kind of my favorite song i didn't work on it but that's kind of my favorite track so i, I yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of the, the ep myself yeah that's dope well listen i want to congratulate you on all the the great things you're doing and, and the success of this project where Thank can you, everyone man. keep up with everything you have going on um on all social media platforms precision productions my personal instagram kc underscore k-a-s-e-y k-c-k-c um yeah that'll be the easiest way to find find everything and yeah we have more stuff coming soon i know the best is yet to come that's my saying exactly we, we just we just getting started <laughs> yes sir well listen our thanks go out to casey phillips for joining us tonight for more information go to our website thestevenightshow.com and we'll be right back after this
wheelchair Looking for you like where you been Me reminiscing, remembering We used to get it and argue with mama like him again Tell her I love you when she just say why you defending him Best time of love's innocence We was like souls innocent Finishing all of your sentences Friends would say they go your twin again Yes, I'm just missing it Lower the voices, lower the noises Put on an album, turn on the volume Make love in the shower like they goes the hours Tryna kick it with ya Give it two times fifty with ya Feel like the time of your life Every minute with ya Now I see the bigger picture We were picture. supposed to be Humble beginnings Ain't winning if all of ain't really was in it Ain't winning if all of ain't really was in it Guess what I'm saying Why is it sinning? Why are we in this space? Lower the voices Lower the noises Put on an album Turn on the volume Make love in the shower Like they close the hours Tryna vibe, tryna kick it with ya Give it two times, fifty with ya Feel like the time of your life Every minute with ya Now I see the bigger picture We were picture. supposed to be good So many levels Welcome back to the Stephen A. Show. Adam, how's it going? It's going good, uh, Stephen. How are you? Good, good, good. How's the weather in D.C.? Uh, weather in D.C. is cold, uh, but I was down in actually North Carolina this past weekend visiting some family, uh, oh. so that was fun. But it was cold down there, too. You know, we're in the 60s, which I tell you what, I'm missing those 90-degree days. It's, oh, I love the 60s. Uh, it's, 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 be- it's better than 40s and 50-degree days, but still. I just I don't like this. I don't like having to wear layers as much as I thought I would. Well, listen, I went to an event on Friday, and you know it's supposed to be cooler. They said it was getting cooler Saturday and Sunday. Well, someone that was at the event took it to heart, had a trench coat on at the event. <laughs> I'm like, it's not nearly that cold. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, well, Chica, how are you too? You know, I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm not enjoying the cooler weather either. I, I prefer a little warmer. Yeah, definitely. I got a good month or two of heat, then it's time to put some layers on. I know. It's rough. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> well, I'll let y'all take away movie reviews. Sure thing. So I saw a movie that was released on Amazon Prime Video this past weekend, a new movie called Totally Killer. And uh, if anyone's watched the show, that you know I'm not really into the horror movies, but this was a horror comedy 
Uh, and this stars um, Kieran Shipka, who, if you've watched the, uh, she she played Sally Draper in Mad Men. She was in the Sabrina Netflix show, so a uh, very good actress. And the plot of this film is essentially that 35 years ago, there was a serial killer that killed uh, these three women. And the uh, main character's mom is the fourth woman that was friends with them. And so she's very cautious and she's telling her daughter, you know, be safe on Halloween. This happened around Halloween each year. Uh, be careful and everything like that. And what ends up happening is that the mom ends up getting killed on Halloween night. So the killer comes back after 35 years, the serial killer they never caught. And while the killer is also coming after her, the daughter, she is um, in a, and you know what? I don't watch a lot of horror movies. So I will say, you know, these convoluted storylines, they throw me off at first. I'm, you know, I'm along for the ride, but a little bit, it's just like, basically and this is not too much of a spoiler but they're doing a science they're having the kind of the science fair the school science fair in an abandoned um amusement park and i think part of that's the comedy you know the tongue-in-cheek of like how ridiculous this is happening but she's in an abandoned amusement park and her friend is working on a time machine and what happens is the killer tries to attack her and it activates the time machine so our main character goes back 35 years same age as her mom and she goes and signs up and goes into high school and she wants to prevent these murders because she thinks if she can prevent the murders then she can prevent her mom from dying 35 years later and saving the day so that's your general premise but what i'll say is they do a good job with the comedy and the horror aspect they really lean into kind of the the cheesiness of this and this is a uh, Bloomhouse production uh famous for doing paranormal activity get out a lot of the horror genre movies that uh, you, you're kind of familiar with so i think that helped with it because they didn't take themselves too seriously but um overall it's a good movie a- again I'm not used to the horror films as much. So, you know, the the villain who's wearing a mask that gets hit over the head five times and still can get up and come after you. Uh, you had to get I had to get a little bit used to. But overall, uh, it's a fun ride. I, again, I enjoyed it, had good comedic aspects to it. The horror was good, even uh, if I'm not used to it. And overall, you, you're getting a fun adventure for this Halloween season. So if you have Amazon Prime, check it out. It's totally free uh, with your subscription, and I do highly recommend it. Adam, I love horror movies, but I do agree with the man that you beat up, decap- decapitate his head and everything. He still comes after you. Yeah, like <laughs> one scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One scene, you know, they hit him over the head with a log, and then they stab him in the back, and he just takes the knife out, and he's like, I'm coming after you. And again... I don't know if they're leaning into the joke of that right. whole uh, trope or if it's just, you know, yeah. they got to keep the story moving because they can't reveal the killer middle of the movie. So, right. uh, but yeah, yeah, it is, it is a little ridiculous, yes. but um, yeah, yeah, it's a fun one. So you have to shoot him in the head, cut the head off and then burn the body and then right. cut off all the pieces and then separate them. That's yeah. what you're, still, you're still seeing a hand raised up again. Yeah, or or that's when you find out there's another killer and they're working or, together. And then you're like, all right, here we go again. So, um, yeah, yeah. Is that the only thing you saw? Yeah, again, I was out of town, so I was able to catch what I could. But, yeah, I'm glad I did, actually. So I, I saw that as well, and I did not watch it because I don't like gimmicks with my horror. I don't like jokes. I don't like any type of comedy. <laughs> with my horror. 
I take it very seriously. That's and fair. on the on the uh spirit of Halloween, I too jumped into the horror genre. I saw the boogeyman on a uh, Max. And it stars Sophie Thatcher, Chris Mencina, and Lisa Gay Hamilton. And it's about uh, two sisters who just recently lost their mother, being raised by their single father, who is a psychiatrist. And they're being stalked by a demon who's preying on their sorrow. And um, they meet an, an, another family, well, another man. And then through the man, they meet his wife because they're separated. And they find out, well, the oldest daughter finds out that they were victims of the same demon. And so they're being tormented. The family's being tormented throughout the movie and they have to figure out how to destroy the demon and how to escape from the haunting. It I found it to be pretty interesting. It, there were some moments where, you know, I was squinting my eyes because it was a little, you know, a little uh, anxious. I got a little anxious, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was good. Um, for it to be, you know, something that I saw on television and not going to the theater to see, I'll gladly watch it on television because I don't think that I probably would have gone to the theater to see it. So it is a good watch, you know, get your popcorn, turn out the lights. It's a good, it's a good nice. ride. And I saw another horror film, uh, which is a new release straight to uh, streaming. And it's a version of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. It's called Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. And it's actually the prequel to the original Pet Cemetery, which I don't know if you guys ever saw Pet Cemetery, but remember the actor, his name is F Fred Gwynn. He played Herman Munster. He starred in the first Pet Cemetery. His character was Judd Crandall. That was his name in the film. So this movie goes back to when Judd was a young man um, in his 20s. And this is how the Pet Cemetery story gets started. And it stars David Duchovny, Henry Thomas. You know Henry Thomas from E.T. He was a little boy then. And the legend herself, Miss Pam Greer. Um, I found this one to be even more, uh, more of a thriller than the other film. Um, maybe because it has themes from Stephen King. You know, he's the horror master. Mm -hmm. So... It, it had those same elements. And I like the way that they built the story on top of the whole Pet Cemetery story. So it was it was kind of interesting for them to go back and say how the cemetery was created, why it was created. The whole town was involved. It gets really, really involved. There's like a little mystery to it and all the people that are involved and why they're involved. And it kind of tells the story of the Pet Cemetery movie and Fred Gwynn's character and why he is the way he is in that film because of this movie. It's pretty interesting. Uh, definitely check it out. And the last film that I saw is called Sanctuary, which is streaming on Hulu. And it stars uh, Margaret Qualley and Christopher Abbott. And this is a psychosexual thriller about a dominatrix. And basically... Uh, there's a young man who inherits um, his father's hotel chain and he's getting his father's money. But before that happens, he had been using his money for a dominatrix because that's what he's into. And the dominatrix found a window to manipulate and get in so she could insert herself in his life before he went on to this next level. 
Uh, it has a twist in it. I'm not going to spoil it, but I found it to be very, very interesting. Um, it's a lot of uh, psychological uh, mm -hmm. chess games. And uh, it's not even sexual innuendo. It's like dead on. It's not for children. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of um, mind play. So you have to, it makes you think. And it makes you think about these people because they have a past. They don't show you anything from the past, but you get the relationship through the their uh, correspondence. Definitely check it out. It's very adult. Um, and it has a twist. Like I said, I think I said it has a twist. Yeah. So definitely check it out. Nice. Uh, so the Continental, which was streaming on Peacock, has ended the miniseries. I saw the final uh, episode uh, this Friday. Wow. A plus Peacock for this uh, miniseries. Um, it was out of the John Wick story. Well, not the story, but the world of John mm -hmm. Wick. This starts why the Continental is the way that it is, where it came from, kind of sort of the birth of it. And um, there is another John Wick movie that is coming out. I think it's the fifth one. But there's another movie called Ballerina that's going to come out before that next installment of John Wick. And it's another story out of this world of John Wick. So now I'm fully invested in John Wick. And I wasn't a John Wick fan like that. I mean, I enjoyed the movies, but I wasn't a consistent, mm -hmm. you know, viewer of the John Wick story. Now I went in. I'm bought in now. Um, also, check out Gen V on Amazon Prime which is a spinoff show from The Boys. This is about the college and the youngsters coming out of high school who have aspirations to be part of the elite superheroes that make up The Boys. So definitely check that out. If you thought that The Boys was intense, Gen V is on steroids. Definitely nice. check that out. Uh, Steven, did you watch The Morning Show? I, was, I, I thought I was tripping. I had to so back I. out. I had to listen. I had to back I out. Did. I said, I'm going to get on this season. Oh, I saw this I season. And I came out, I had to look. I was like, wait a minute. Did I said, told they flashback. <laughs> They're already doing flashbacks. Oh, that's not a good sign. No, but no, but it builds up to something important as well. Now, yeah, right. they, was, they did it. It was Adam. And I think I had to rewind. I had to go back. You know, it says season one, season two. I had to go back. No, this is that's all. This is the season. I, I was confused. I was. I jumped. Out. You know how you jump out. And you look at the year. When was this made? <laughs> oh, it says twenty three. So it, let me let me just rock with it. Let me see where right. it's gonna go. Yeah, this line really is confusing. strong. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that happened already. What are they doing? I know. When I start seeing but, the COVID stuff, I said COVID. Anyway. When, you, when you get through it, right? Adam, it makes sense. When you get through it. You're gonna hand clap because it yeah. artistically they did that. Yeah, it, all right. It, it's a great body of work. Once you put it all together, it's like, oh, I was okay. confused, Adam. <laughs> they have a episode today. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, that's a that's a big gamble, but yeah, if, if it worked, it worked. It was it, no, it did. It made complete sense uh, as yeah. you go through it. And then you you totally understand. Not that you didn't understand the episode before. But it told the story in a way where it filled in holes 
and and not necessarily. I keep saying that there was holes and gaps. There were there weren't holes and gaps. There was a complete episode before, but this just added another layer on the episode yeah. before because it went back and told some stories that yeah. are in between. Uh, All right. Yeah. yeah. It it was really good. That's a brilliant poor, show. It's probably one of the best shows Mia, on now. And poor Mia. Oh. Uh, I mean. I mean. But it, it really shows how can you have a personal life if you're so invested in your work. Mm-hmm. But also, this guy, the guy she was dating, he put her at risk, really. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And, be, and the fact that she's in the news, so she sees. And that's why yeah. like my friends thought I was crazy, but I watched the news. I'm a news junkie. Now I'm seeing these people die left and right. You can't come over here. Nope. <laughs> They're locked down. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend to this day that doesn't talk to me because I said they couldn't come over. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. But no, great show. Great show. All right. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't wait to not watch it. Right. Well, you've been doing a great job with that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, before I forget, I did watch one more thing. Um, I saw an episode. And this is probably another uh, unpopular opinion. I saw another episode. I saw an episode of Yellowstone for the first time. I've never seen that, but I heard uh, it was good. That's uh, my favorite show. <laughs> oh gosh, and maybe I saw a bad episode. It was definitely and so I, I'll say this with a caveat. I get it. There needs to be a genre for these kind of soap operas out there, right? These like yeah. these these drama soap operas. So not everything could be a detective show or a cop drama. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Or a reality show. But man, it just was. That writing seemed bad. The dialogue seemed bad. I, I mean, oh, like the top me. show on it. Wasn't that the top show? No, people oh, like Adam. these shows. That's why I say it's an unpopular <laughs> opinion. And maybe I'll give it another shot. But so, I, I, you know, it was on TV, um, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. It's, it's on whatever air. And I mean, it's like the mom is driving in a car to take her kid to school, and she sees some kids fighting outside the school, so she goes to stop it, and then. She tries to break him up, and some kid actually punches her, and she falls to the ground, and there's blood everywhere, and the kids, the son is screaming, and all the kids scatter, and you're like, well, who's calling the police, or where are the other teachers? And it's such a big dramatic scene, and then the next scene, she's at the 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 nurse at the schools wrapping her up. Oh, she's fine. If she gets any worse, take her to the hospital. And you're like, what is this? This is what people are watching. Oh, it was just I, I look again. I get it. It's not for me. I'm not gonna say it's bad. But man, it is it's it's rough. It's rough to watch. Uh, so back so. in the day when when I was a youngster, my mom used to watch this show that came on television called Dallas. Mm-hmm. Dallas was like the biggest show ever on television. And and I remember one season because they had a it had a villain. His name was JR. Yeah, J.R. The whole who shot J.R. And, thing. And there, this was the biggest thing on television. J.R. got shot and no one knew who shot him because it was like the, the season cliffhanger. It happened in the dark and it was this big, big thing. Yellowstone is today's Dallas. Yeah. I just, and, and I know um, we're, I think we're past the golden, I know we're past the golden age of TV right now, but man, I miss the Breaking Bad's and the, even the Better Call Saul's that just ended. Like the stuff that yeah. really felt like you could you could feel for the characters, you could feel the dialogue. And again, I don't mind reality TV. There's a whole genre for that that's successful and yeah. detective shows and all that stuff. But yeah, I guess I don't know. Everyone loved this show, and maybe yeah. maybe the other spinoffs are good. The Harrison Ford one or the other one. 
but yeah. so basically those shows are basically because I watch all of them they tell the story of the family from yesteryear like the mm -hmm. migration from Ireland over to America and then trying to establish themselves and it it speaks to why the Dutton family is fighting so hard to keep the land mm -hmm. because the, the thing is that Kevin Costner's character John Dutton didn't he leave the show? sorry didn't he leave the show Kevin Costner not I as a that's his money not maker show. um okay yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. But um, it explains to his character as as to why he fight. He's fighting so hard to keep the land in his family. And when you look back over his lineage and you see the stock in which he comes from and why they fight so hard to keep the land, it explains him. And they make reference that he owns so much land in Montana they say that it should be against the law that he owns so much land. Mm -hmm. And so he, he, he basically owns almost half the state of Montana, basically. Oh, Ted Turner. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, Ted Turner ha owns most of Montana. So I guess yeah, it's a reference. Yeah. 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 So basically they, they want to take it from him. They want to use it for different things and he's fighting to keep them off the land because the whole premise, and, and this is a real thing of residents that live in those states in the Midwest, they want to keep it as natural as possible because it is uh, a natural resource. They want to keep the forest. They want to keep uh, the animals. They want to keep, you know, the waterways because once you start, th that's like the last frontier of all well, natural stuff. That's why we have national parks. That's why we have Yellowstone well, National Park. Well, that's, yeah. what they, that's what he wants to do. He wants to deem his land some national park territory, but they want to build on it. And so it's it's always a fight of someone trying to take the land and someone trying to do something to build a casino or an airport or yeah. a train. You know, it's always something. And so some of the characters in the family have uh, ran for office and stuff to have power to be able to fight these oh people. Oh, my gosh, off. yeah. It, it's just it's, – it's, it's a mess. But maybe it's a the – uh, again – I think I think the origin stories are probably better, or I would enjoy those more with less of the kind of cheesiness of the the later stuff. But uh, out of out of the three, what are your favorite? Which which one is your favorite of the three? So I like Yellowstone because of the drama, but I love um, which one? There's 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 eighteen is eighteen eighty three, eighteen eighty three and nineteen twenty something. Okay, the nineteen twenty eight one is the one because there's more violence in that one that's a lot it's a lot more action and it's more like cowboys and indians in that one i like that one okay maybe i'll check and that one out the first one you know the the what is it the 1883, 1883 yeah eh, i watch it because i'm into the story now so i watch it but that's not my favorite okay but, all right good yeah yeah i'll check out 1928 um and then i will add big brother was going to go on next but I had to turn off the TV after Yellowstone, so I don't know what Big happened on Big Brother. Oh my but god! It sounded like a good, uh, good episode. Big Brother, it's getting to that where it gets really like it's the, this is when it gets intense because a lot of people are being voted out. People are, I mean, they are like looking at your face. Oh, you're safe. You're safe. And next they know you're on the block. <laughs> um, and then. So there's one lady on there. Her name is Sari. Sari, she was on um, Survivor, or one of them shows. She was on three times. So she's like, 
in that world she's like uh you know everybody loves her um and she had a lot of power early on in the show they didn't know her son was also on the show they kept it a secret but he's been voted off now and so um now she's doesn't have power um and she's on the block she got put on the block last night so i don't think she'll get voted out this week but you don't well no we don't know but it's really good, really good. Big Brother, you can never go wrong with it. But I will say there's a lot of characters this season I don't care for, like personality-wise. Mm. And um, there's one girl, she's funny, though. I don't care for her. But she'll literally lie to your face. <laughs> but I love the confessionals because she said, of course I, I said it, but I don't want them to know that. <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> but she'll literally, I never said that. No. I never said that. No. And Mind she's telling the person she said it too, she didn't say it. You did say that. I didn't say I wouldn't say that. And then she's a confessional. Of course I said it. <laughs> you know. But anyway, it's a great show. Um, guys, thank you so much for letting us know what to spend our time and money on, what not to. And uh we'll see you next week. Thanks. We'll be right back after this. Yes, you and me, come and kiss the breeze. Stupid, too.
Watching you and every little thing you do, every little way you move, something's not right. Could it be that I didn't fix my hair? Why would they even care about mine? I don't know why they keep looking my way. Who could it be? Why they staring at me? I wish they'd turn away.
all subjective Beauty's in the eye of the beholder Take a look at your reflection And don't worry about perfection Love who's in the mirror and then hold her You should know why They keep looking your way And why they choose you again and again And cannot turn away Maybe it's cause you're nice Maybe it's cause you're beautiful Or maybe they're just too shy to let you know Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to highlight our Black-owned business. Tonight we have Just Add Honey Tea Company. Now shop delicious sips, including black teas, green and white teas, herbal and fruit teas, wellness herbs, honey, honeys, and tea accessories. Now this Beltline Cafe offers teas, lattes, uh, chai teas, coffees, hot chocolates, and more. You can host an afternoon tea, tea testing, or tasting, excuse me, or the tea experience. So check them out. There'll be a link in the bio of this video. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Shout out to Casey uh, for joining us tonight. And we'll see you next Monday. Good night. See a pretty, pretty.